0: As you mentioned, we're slightly insulated from a price perspective because of our um, forward f- price fixing with EDF. Therefore, we've not seen the impacts in terms of pricing. But what we're very aware of is that, um, as well as the, pr- the pricings have gone up because there's less supply in Europe and less supply in the UK. So that's resulting in mm. the European Union asking um, its countries to start reducing demand. So there's a sort of mandatory, you must reduce demand by 5% this winter. And voluntarily, we'd like. Um, countries to start reducing by more than 10% uh, so we're aware of that and we're aware that the uh, what that means is that actually they might have to start cutting people off Now, obviously for us we think if there's anything we can do to support in terms of that energy security for Europe then we should be doing it and, and the release this week was all about how how we're going to do that now I wouldn't say this is a new thing, we've had this um, contractual option for over 10 years You know where we can actually support. Okay. So it's been in place for a long time, it's just it's more likely to be used now because of the uh, security issue in Europe.
1: Okay, so what does it effectively mean for us when we go to use the kettle, watch the TV at home? Are we going to notice any difference because Guernsey Electricity is you know working to reduce its take from the European grid?
0: No, so it's probably worth reminding everyone that uh, in the winter we have to generate an island anyway. Um, in the summer we import all of our electricity, mm-hmm. but in winter we have to sort of top it up using the power station. So we're already running the power station, so what we're trying to do is make sure we run it in a better way whereby we can offset some of the stuff that we bring in of the electricity we'd import to allow that to be used in Europe. But from a consumer perspective in Guernsey, uh, there'll be no difference in terms of turning the kettle or turning the lights on. Uh, there may be a concern though that, and I think we've said in the past it's more expensive to generate our own mm-hmm. than to import electricity but of course we've been fully compensated for doing it uh, and, and the time times we'll be in a better financial position for doing it than actually importing anyway so uh, it's the right thing to do for Europe the money side as long as it's not costing customers is a sort of secondary issue for us this is about people in Normandy mm-hmm. not having their lights turned off and looking out to Guernsey and soon all the lights turned off yeah uh, it's, that, it's, it's that sort of working together piece,
1: and it's about relationships. You know, even uh, you know, longer term than that. Than then just looking at us and seeing us all sitting here with our lights on. But presumably, when contract negotiations come up again, this will put us in a good position to say, "Well, actually, you know, we've done our bit where we can."
0: Yeah, you can't underestimate that good neighbour piece mm-hmm. and the uh, the relationship that can be built around that. You know, uh, quite clearly, France in particular, in particular, because if it's um, Nuclear Maintenance Programme, we've been behind because of Covid, yeah. they're struggling to catch up, they haven't got as much nuclear plant on at the moment as they ideally like. For us to assist in, the, in those circumstances goes a long way to building that relationship with EDF, and again the French transmission operator as well. The fact that we can reduce some of our importation to allow them to better manage the demand in France, again, scores lots of points in terms of those future conversations around contracts.
1: Okay. The other message that came out, came from to Electricity this week was asking us as individual consumers then to reduce our electricity usage. Now, why are we being asked to do that if there's not necessarily a problem with supply on Ireland?
0: So this is not a new thing, and for the whole of 2022, we've had our 9 to 5 campaign uh, running. Mm-hmm. 9 to 5, we don't mean 9 in the morning to 5 in the afternoon. We mean 9 in the evening to 5 in mm-hmm. the morning. And this is very much around... Um, Allowing everyone to understand that if you actually use electricity overnight, there's two two good things that come out of that. One, it's a, a much lower electricity price, and therefore, as a consumer, you save money. But secondly, particularly in the winter months, it stops us from, from more generation. If The more we can mm-hmm. move electricity to overnight consumption, where we've got the spare capacity in the cable, which comes from low-carbon sources, the better yeah. it is for the consumer and the environment and for going to electricity. So it's a sort of win-win scenario for, for all of us. So we've had this campaign going yeah. for what we call 9 to 5. But this winter in particular, obviously with the um, mm. energy crisis in Europe and the security crisis in Europe, if all of us can work together by making sure we switch the lights off, if we're going to put the dishwasher on, put it on later in the evening. Mm. Um, you, you, you know, we're not saying don't cook your dinner and don't turn your lights on and don't watch TV. Of course, do those things. But we're just saying let's use energy more wisely together. If you don't need to do it in those times and can shift it slightly out of those times, the better for everyone.
1: Because most people have um, kind of a cheaper tariff, don't they? I think off the top of my head, mine starts at seven forty-five in the evening and goes to five a.m. or something. Um, But everyone, or different households across the island, have different cheap times, don't they?
0: Yes. So we have our economy twelve tariff, uh, basically allows you to have two hours in the daytime at a lower rate, Mm -hmm. and also ten hours overnight. And generally, that starts anywhere from as you sort of say, quarter to eight. Yeah. A lot of people are in sort of nine o'clock to seven o'clock, that sort of time scale. Um, And again, you know, as I say, roughly it's about half the price at those times. And if you can shift your consumption into those periods you know, it's good for you as well.
1: So it's things like the washing machine, the dishwasher. I'm guessing a lot of people now use um, slow cookers and things like that. So yep. even those, you can set them on, can't you, yep. kind of before you go to bed. Yeah. And then you've got your casserole ready. Obviously, just it will keep warm in the slow cooker until the morning. Yep. So or even
0: cooking during um, the daytime, yeah. you know, up into the evening. Yeah. Um, you know, what that does, it just removes this, because it's, 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 it's it, for France, it's generally the six to eight periods in mm-hmm. the evening, which for us is five till seven. And that's when, you know, we, we really want to say, if you could just move it out of that mm-hmm. period, that would be really good.
1: Okay, so as you said, just to recap, you're not expecting people to kind of get home from work, turn nothing on, sit in the dark. darkness, no. eating
0: no. a cold salad
1: or anything like that by candlelight. Um, people can live their normal lives, but it's just those larger appliances that are maybe more expensive to run. Those are the ones that you know just shift it to later in the
0: evening. Yep, I think there's the, the piece around, obviously it stops us generating on the island more generally, I think it's, it's about cost saving as well, mm-hmm. uh, it's allowing us to optimise the use of overnight capacity if we can in the cable, mm-hmm. which is low carbon capacity, uh, and it's cheaper obviously as well. So I think it's all those things, but certainly we're not saying don't sit in the dark, don't eat cold tins of beans, we're after you having a normal life, but just think about how you use energy more wisely, and if possible, to try and move it outside of basically that five to seven period, or um, you know, overnight from a sort of a, yeah. a cost perspective.
1: What about businesses? Is there anything businesses can do then? Again, uh, I'm thinking of a lot of our offices, our our office at Bailwick Express, you know, we're there during the day, we don't tend to be there during the evening, and that will be the same for lots of businesses across the island. So what, what should the people be doing when, you know, if you're the last to leave the office at half past five, say?
0: So, and I have said this to my own team here, when we leave at five o'clock, five thirty, we must make sure everything that can be turned off is turned off. All the screens, mm-hmm. all the lights and everything. And, I, and we all know when we drive home, when we drive past different office blocks, you can yeah. see no one in there, but all the lights still on. Now I understand that obviously there's cleaning activities that go on, but again, if we just think about how we how we sort of reduce the consumption in those sort of times. Sort of so, and again, this isn't about having the lights off all day and stumbling around a dark building. This is about just using electricity more wisely.
1: Okay, so everyone can play their part. I'm guessing government as well. Obviously, we've got you know some big. Government blocks, cross our house, etc. We've got the uh, the finance houses, we've got shops, we've got news outlets as well as Guernsey Electricity. Um, we just all really need to think of it, don't we?
0: Yeah, I'd say there's obviously the crisis, the energy crisis at the moment, uh, and we're doing it to sort of mm-hmm. mutual support. But more generally, the the best kilowatt hour is the kilowatt hour you don't use mm-hmm. and don't pay for. Yeah. So I'd just say more generally, as we move through uh, the, sort of the cost of living crisis, just try and not use electricity if you can. You know, if it, it will save you money.
1: If we all save our employers money then in the electricity bills, would you say that they should be giving us all a pay rise at the end of the year?
0: <laughs> I can't say that, but I think <laughs> no, I think sorry. you know, one of the things we're also mindful of is yeah. um, the maximum demand is what creates capital investment costs for us mm-hmm. as a business and the more we can make sure we manage yeah. demand, the less we have to spend, which then doesn't need to feed through to consumers' bills. So we're we're obviously looking at it from a long term investment perspective as well. The, the better we can use the assets across the the whole day, rather than just the little points a mm-hmm. day, the less investment that's required and then the, the, the less we need to put burden on the bills.
1: And back to the contract negotiations then with EDF, when are they next up for renegotiation?
0: So we, we've got a, uh, a contract runs until 2027, um, we're currently in discussions and the current plan is to try and include those discussions next year for the contract extension, if, if that's the way we, we want to go.
1: Okay, so back to actually, if we support Europe through the energy crisis, even as we said, we're quite protected from it, it's really helping us out with those contract negotiations because, yeah, it, I, I you know, a bit of positive positivity uh, between the nations always sh- helps.
0: For sure. Uh, the relationship with EDF is very, very good. It's always been mm, very, very yeah. good. We're a very uh, trusted partner in terms of uh, our power purchase agreement with them. We we work quite openly with them. So I don't think there's an issue renegotiating the contract, but of course it definitely helps. Um It it definitely helps the, the fact that we're willing to help out as well.